Hello and welcome to episode 426 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Monday, January 30th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with the Monday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain holy perseverance by St. Alphonsus Liguri. O Queen of Heaven, I, who was once a miserable slave of Lucifer, now dedicate myself to thee, to be thy servant forever. I offer myself to honor thee and serve thee during my whole life. Do thou accept me and refuse me not, as I should deserve. O my mother, in thee have I placed all my hopes. From thee do I expect every grace. I bless and thank God, who in his mercy has given me this confidence in thee, which I consider a pledge of my salvation. Alas, miserable wretch that I am, I have hitherto fallen, because I have not had recourse to thee. I now hope that, through the merits of Jesus Christ and thy prayers, I have obtained pardon. But I may again lose divine grace. The danger is not past. My enemies do not sleep. How many new temptations have I still to conquer? Ah, my most sweet lady, protect me, and permit me not again to become their slave. Help me at all times. I know that thou wilt help me, and that with thy help I shall conquer, if I recommend myself to thee. But this is what I fear. I fear that in time of danger I may neglect to call upon thee and thus be lost. I ask thee then for this grace. Obtain that in the assaults of hell I may always have recourse to thee, saying, Mary, help me. My mother, permit me not to lose my God. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Amen. Today I wanted to take a look at a blog post from January the 26th of this year, 2023, as I'm recording. This is from PadrePeregrino.org. That is the blog of Father David Nix, who has an excellent podcast. I highly recommend checking that out. It's entitled The Mystical Body's Ever-Changing Crucifixion. He also has some very interesting things to say about the third secret of Fatima. So I wanted to check this out today. Father begins by saying, The earliest age of the church was the age of blood martyrs. As I currently am reading The Victories of the Martyrs by St. Alphonsus, I am repeatedly shocked how spontaneously the earliest Catholic men and women and children shied their Roman procurators for their pagan worship. Before the threat of flames, little girls openly declared they would rather suffer several minutes in the flames than the eternal flames to which the Roman procurator will throw himself if he does not repent for his idolatry. That early age of the church carried the physical cross of Jesus Christ. Indeed, many of the early martyrs were literally crucified, as was our Lord Jesus Christ. Then came the Edict of Milan. Early church history easily disproves the silly Protestant notion that A.D. 313 marked the bifurcation of the charismatic church and the hierarchical church. Early documents quickly disprove accusations that the papacy was corrupted at such an early age of church history. Something like 28 of the first 30 popes were all martyrs. However, it is true that the legalization of Christianity in 313 made it a little easier to carry the cross of Catholicism across the empire. Thus, it became popularized. 
and popularization sent some, but not all, of the most serious Christians from the cities to the desert to find solitude and intimacy with God. That second age of the church in the desert carried the cross of our Lord's near starvation fasting in the desert, as well as tremendous temptation and silent battles with the devils. Of course, it seems every age of the mystical body of Christ carries a different facet of the cross of our Lord. Remember, Jesus did not say to Saul, why are you persecuting my church? But rather, why are you persecuting me? This happened when Saul was persecuting the church herself. Later, Saul was given the answer interiorly as St. Paul, as he wrote, now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. And in my flesh, I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is the church, Colossians 1.24. Currently, in the Far East and the Middle East, the martyrdom of Catholics is clearly a very red martyrdom. Countless Christians are executed by communists and Muslims every day. I challenge anyone who doubts this fact to join me on a podcast and we'll debate the numbers. But in the Western Hemisphere, the martyrdom of the mystical body of Christ, at least for those who take the traditional faith seriously, is a white martyrdom, unlike any age of history. Why is this martyrdom, why is this white martyrdom so unprecedented? Because the martyrdom comes from persecution within the church. Now, I know many will say, oh, no, no, most saints were persecuted from people within the church. Yes, that is true that many great saints like Padre Pio, were persecuted by prelates out of jealousy for their extraordinary gifts. But never in church history, except maybe the Arian crisis, have we seen a global persecution against anyone who holds to very low-level orthodoxy in the Western Hemisphere. St. Vincent of Lorenz said long ago that in any church crisis of confusion, we can be on solid ground by holding to the ancient faith as it was kept ubique semper and, uh, and ab omnibus, always, everywhere, and by everyone. That is, we are called to keep the faith and liturgy by not following the current spirit of the world, but rather clinging to the faith and liturgy of all past saints, popes, confessors, martyrs, and virgins. But this time in the 21st century is unlike the Arian crisis, and that even the Vatican and average bishops gaslight traditional Catholics. I meet many traditional Catholics in the Western world who are striving for holiness, and yet they seem to be the mystical body of Christ living a reflection of Jesus in the garden, carrying a tremendous psychological burden. I read a lot of church history, and never have I seen before open idolatry of a Pachamama in the Vatican with those who stand against Roman idolatry as the, quote, disobedient ones. Does anyone realize how insane this is? We're not talking advanced Christological errors. We're talking about standing against Roman pagans under the guise of prelates reintroducing, reintroducing pagan Pachamama worship into Rome. Or if traditional Catholics are not like the saints and we are just the rigid, quote, disobedient ones, then why did St. Vincent of Lorenz admonish all Catholics of his age of the Arian crisis to hold those arcana verba of apostolic Catholicism believed ubiqua semper et ab omnibus, everywhere, always, and by everyone. 
Is that not the litmus test of who is carrying the cross of the mystical body of Christ above and beyond the spirit of the age? Why are Catholics who hold to really basic teaching on the sixth commandment now being called a problem in the church? Some neocons might respond to this by saying, yes, but even the English Catholics of the 16th century who separated from the newly schismatic, newly made Anglican bishops could still shield their conscience in Rome even if they could not shield their conscience in London. But you traditional Catholics of the 21st century cannot even shield their conscience in Rome. How is that Catholic at all? Such a rebuttal is partly correct, namely that we have no example in history in which we can claim gaslighting from the Vatican for simply trying to be traditional Catholics. Maybe we trads are all self-made white martyrs of disobedience, clinging to ways of the past when The spirit has moved the church to dialogue and mercy. But here's the problem with that. First, traditional Catholics are never treated with dialogue or mercy from about 1960 onwards. We are constantly lied to and lied about. So if we're wrong about the hermeneutic of continuity, it would not take constant acts of mendacious subterfuge to disprove our requests for dialogue and mercy. But it seems all prelates had much more time to meet with Hindus and Muslims than to meet with people like Archbishop Lefebvre or Bishop Antonio de Castro Meyer. This has been the case for over 60 years. Why are we to be so feared if we do not have the truth? Secondly, all of this persecution of traditional Catholics will only make sense when we see the true third secret of Fatima. I have been studying the third secret a lot the past five years. And every expert I read holds that the third secret comes down to one thing, general apostasy in the Catholic Church from the top down. Notice that if that was God's warning through his own mother in 1917, then our refraining from following heretics is not only a lack of disobedience, it is actually required for the salvation of our own souls. And that is a terrifying martyrdom when you realize we all want to be obedient to someone, not just in heaven, but here on earth. Compare this current crisis even to the Aryan crisis or the psychological torture of the English Catholics of the 17th century. And you will see most of them had at least someone to think of in Rome, even when they felt abandoned by their own family or bishops. Yes, these are truly unprecedented days of a changing crucifixion of the mystical body of Christ, carrying a white martyrdom, an albeit pale reflection of Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane. Only Fatima's third secret will explain why, for example, God asked the modern popes to consecrate Russia, something never done, and how this has led to the psychological torture aimed towards traditional Catholics who side with Our Lady in in simply calling for Russia's consecration. To be called disobedient for siding with Our Lady is not anything any of us want, but here we are. I am not saying I have the strength to undergo red martyrdom right now. By God's grace, one day, I hope to be able to say yes. So I'm not saying we traditional Catholics are saints, but navigating the gaslighting accusations of disobedience from superiors for doing what the church has always done, not just for holding to the TLM, but even for holding even to the most basic parts of Catholic morality, like stopping Roman pagan idolatry, has led to an unprecedented martyrdom of so many I know, precisely because we have 
Never seen an infiltration of the hierarchy to this extent in 2,000 years. But we only carry a sliver of the cross. For we must guess that part of Christ's shock and sorrow in the garden was that he himself was handed over to a Roman crucifixion by his own spiritual fathers in religion. An excellent blog post from Father Nix, and he gives us much to ponder. You know what's right, my friends, the census fidelium, the sense of the faithful. If your parish priest isn't doing the right thing, that shouldn't matter to you. If your local bishop isn't doing the right thing, shouldn't matter to you. If the Pope isn't doing the right thing, it shouldn't matter to you because you know the truth. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Make sure that you and your family are serving the Lord and loving the Blessed Mother and praying the rosary every single day. Do good and avoid evil, my friends. These are trying times. In many ways, these are catastrophic times, but we know that where sin abounds, grace abounds all the, all the more. And if you die in the state of grace, you hold fast to the truth, you persevere to the end, we know that our Heavenly Father is never outdone in generosity and he will reward you richly and abundantly in heaven beyond your wildest dreams. Let us pray now, my friends, for healing for non-speakers. Let us mention the website, Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach. That's Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach. You can find it on the web at halo-soma.org. Also, I ask you to tune into episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast and tell others to tune in as well. I interview my wonderful sister and niece, about RPM, which is an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers, just as Braille was a revolutionary breakthrough for the blind and being able to read, and sign language was a revolutionary breakthrough for the deaf and being able to communicate. RPM is a revolutionary breakthrough for non-speakers and being able to communicate, people who can't talk. Communication is a human right. People who can't talk or have difficulty in speaking, they have the same right to communicate as you and I do. So let's get the word out there, halo-soma.org and also episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you through the intercession of St. Raphael Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health, that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ your Son, our Lord. Amen. The Memorare to St. Joseph. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, my spiritual father, and beg your protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in your goodness hear and answer me. Amen. The three Hail Marys in honor of the Immaculate Purity of Our Lady of Fatima. 
Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. And a Gloria Patri for a special intention. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicuderat in principio et nunc et semper, et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. By thy pure and immaculate conception, O Mary, obtain for me the conversion of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. Virgo potens, ora pro nobis. Sancti Osef, terra daimonem, ora pro nobis. Sancto Raphael Archangeli, ora pro nobis. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for tuning in to episode 426 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. And most importantly, please offer up prayers and sacrifices for the eternal salvation of our Catholic bishops. Goodbye and God love you.